Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. June 6, recovery doesn't happen overnight. The 12 steps of Narcotics Anonymous are a progressive recovery process established in our daily living. Basic text, page 99. After some time in recovery, we may find we are faced with what seem like overwhelming personal problems, angry feelings, and despair. When, we're, when we realize what's going on, we may well, but I've been working so hard, I thought I was. Recovered? Maybe. Not hardly. Over and over, we hear that recovery is an ongoing process and that we are never cured. Yet we sometimes believe that if we just work our steps enough, pray enough, or go to enough meetings, we'll eventually, well, maybe not be cured, but be something. And we are something. We are recovering, recovering from addict, um, active addiction. No matter what we've dealt with through the process of the steps, there will always be more. What we didn't remember or didn't think was important, our first inventory, we surely present itself later on. Again and again, we'll turn to the process of the steps to deal with what's bothering us. The more we use this process, the more we'll trust it, for we can see the results. We go from anger and resentment to forgiveness, from denial to honesty and acceptance, and from pain to serenity. Recovery doesn't happen overnight, and ours will be, will never be complete, but each day brings new healing and the hope for more tomorrow. Just for today, I will do what I can for my recovery today and maintain hope on the ongoing process of recovery. Special announcement. Uh, We're coming up on one year uh, that we've been publishing these um, just for today meditation episodes. And with that, there's going to be a little bit of a change that occurs on June 14th and after. So June 14th will be the last new just for today meditation episode to be published. Um, so what that means is on June 15th and, and, and after, uh, you may just need to do a search for the date to listen to that um, meditation episode. Um, they were recorded, we started last summer on June 15th. So, so again, June 14th will be the last new um, published. After that, you'll need to go ahead and, and search on whatever platform you're you're listening to for June 15th and so on. A couple other things. We have about 32 episodes so far of the basic text study that drops every Sunday. It's an hour long um, episode. So there's about 32 hours of, of basic text study material. And we anticipate another 20 hours, so another 20 episodes. And so that's every Sunday. Please make your way over there and, and take a listen to that. 
but in that spirit, we're starting the living clean study. And so I would really like to hear from you if you are interested in being a, um, a permanent member of that, which, which would mean that you would participate each week. Uh, we meet for an hour each week, or if you'd like to be a two guest, uh, a two episode guest. So please do, um, uh, make your way over to the Facebook page, find the information link for the Living Clean study, fill that out, and I'll be in touch with you. Or you could text me some information on the podcast number. I want to hear from you. What content would you like uh, the Anonymous podcast to explore? I know we have some folks asking for um, some pamphlets or, or the guiding principles to break those down. So I want to hear from you. Uh, but really, thank you. Thank you for taking this journey um, with us. Uh, it's, it's, it's really neat and encouraging to, to think about us coming up on, on a year. So, um, so again, folks, June 14th will be the last new episode for the time being being published. After June 14th, do a history search by the date um, to listen to June 15th, 16th, 17th, et cetera. All right. Enjoy the episode. In today's episode, we will discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Katie D. Hey there, Katie, and welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, thank you. So Katie, what is your clean date? Where do you attend meetings? And would you like to give your home group a shout out? So my name is Katie D, um, soon to be Katie B. Um, my clean date is November 6th, 2016, and I attend meetings at Living Clean the group of Live, Living Clean Narcotics Anonymous in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Hey, everybody. Awesome. So, Katie, can you share your thoughts on the Just for Today on recovery doesn't happen overnight? Okay, so this one, um, uh, it really hit home, which they always do. I mean, it's so applicable and apply, and I can apply it to my life all the time. Um, but this one, even in the title, Recovery Doesn't Happen Overnight, was a big deal for me and a big learning opportunity um, because I've been coming around the rooms for a long time, um, longer than I'd like to admit, to be honest. Uh, and it was always for the instant gratification. Um, it was always because I was there to appease somebody or to get myself out of a mess or it was never um, pure. My intentions were never pure. Um, so with that being said, um, the chaos continued and, um, I was always within a war within myself, um, meaning, um, I always saw a finish line, if that makes sense. I always went there and it was either to get out of legal problems or to get my freedom back or to, um, I, I don't know, to get trust from my family. So they would stop treating me like a child when I was an adult making childlike decisions. It there was always an underlying reason um, as to why. Now, jump to when I actually surrendered to this program, um, uh, I realized that this is not something that's going to go away. Okay. So, and in the reading, it talks about that, you know, we, you know, at some points thought we would get cured, thought we would get fixed, all of those things. And for a long time, I believed that. Um, but when I got clean this time and I actually surrendered to the program, um, I learned that this is not going away. Um, it's something that I, I learned to embrace today. It's something that I don't have to fight anymore. Um, something that um, gives me a purpose and keeps me grounded. Um, 
the more I use the process um, and when it says the more we will trust it, we can see the results. I've seen the results. I have tangible evidence in my life. You know, when I, when I came to the rooms this past time, and I should say that as much as I was around the rooms before in and out, um, I never consider there to be a relapse in my story because I never had any recovery. Um, like I said, my intentions and my motives were always wrong. So um, I just want to throw that out there because there was never any of that in my story. Um, but now, um, now that I've learned to live with the disease versus fighting against it, um, I know that time and time again, um, no matter what we go through, I can get through it. And that's, that's a big deal for myself. Um, that's a big deal because, you know, when I came to the rooms, I had lost everything much like most people, you know, or gave it away, however you want to term it. Um, I lost my children. I lost my house, lost my car, lost, you know, my career, lost everything, you know? So when I, when I surrendered and came into the rooms, I was open to take suggestions. You know, I had seen little glimpses of hope in the past from people um, that looked happy, that looked genuinely peaceful, that looked like they had their lives together. And I wanted some of that. I wanted, I wanted to feel that. And so I became open-minded. I um, became honest, more honest than I ever thought I would ever be um and willing you know I today I have acceptance for things I never thought were acceptable I can see my own parts and things for whatever reason I thought I never played a part in I can take ownership I have the ability to be honest and open-minded my view on suggestions have changed completely drastically I don't think that the other person is being mean or controlling um or trying to belittle me or demean me like it's for the good. It's for, it's for the good of this program and what we're supposed to do. Um, you know, so like I said, the recovery doesn't happen overnight. That title is profound to me because just in the couple years that I've been here, I've experienced it over and over and over that when, when I'm bothered, when something's not right within me, um, when my disease has manifested itself into a different direction, I have the tools and I have the resources and I have the people on my side today that allow me to, um, to go through the process and get to the bottom of it. Katie, why are you feeling like that? Why, why are you doing this? You know, um, whereas before I bucked the system, I bucked it all the time. You know, um, I thought that this was something that was just going to go away. And it's not after 14 years of experiencing that it wasn't going to go away. Um, I surrendered to the process, you know, when I first came in, I thought I was broken beyond repair. I was damaged, defeated, all of that, you know, and today I know through the evidence and through the process and through all of that, that I'm not the woman I used to be and through the process, I will continue to grow. So hopefully five years from now, I can look back and say, wow, I've really grown since then, you know, um, there's trust, there's love, there's compassion, there's empathy, you know, um, from the first time I ever went to treatment, which was a long time ago, um, the only thing I ever gained out of that was that 
I knew I wanted to be of service to others the way others were of service to me because my counselor, God bless her soul. She was, she was amazing. You know, she was the best listener. And, um, and today I get to do that. And to me, that's tangible evidence. Um, and it's something that has continued to show up. You know, I, I run Sober Living Houses in Lake Charles. Well, five years ago, I didn't even know it sober living was you know um that's evidence in itself um being able to be on this podcast today I wouldn't have been able to do that um I wouldn't have been able to do that before and these are all things that were desires of my heart things that I knew I wanted to do but like I said I just felt so defeated like I didn't have a purpose I didn't didn't understand um and today I do have understanding not understand everything or why things happen or you know I get boggled up just all different things you know um nobody said that recovery was going to make all the pain go away and all you know your life become perfect because that's not the reality of it you know um not at all in fact um, you know, in this past year, we've all had hardships, I'm sure, you know, um, with the pandemic, with, um, we've had two hurricanes in Lake Charles, we've had an ice storm, we've also had a flood this past Monday. I mean, terrible, terrible situations that in the past would have been a big enough reason for me to throw in the towel, and I don't throw in the towel. I'm not a quitter today. I'm, I'm committed to something um, because of the evidence that has um been portrayed. I've seen it. Um, I see it in other people's lives, you know, um, I've seen it in my own life, you know, uh, when I first came into the rooms, I, I lost custody of my kids. Um, I think I said that, but I lost custody of my kids and I have full custody of my kids today. Um, my oldest didn't used to want to talk to me, um, like at all. When I, when I was trying, he didn't want to talk to me because I disgusted him and my, my choices, my lifestyle, you know, um, losing them, you know, that was a big one. Um, he didn't want anything to do with me. And today he's my baby again. Like he is, he's everything, you know, and that was a relationship that I worried about the most because, you know, I have four, four little boys, um, but my two little ones, they're a year apart. I got clean when they were very, very little. So all they know is me clean. You know, my two older ones, they've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, the defeat, the insanity. They've seen all of that. And I've seen because of the process, the restoration, restoration is real. Um, relationships can be mended. People want to be around me. Um, uh, like I said, I have a job that gives me purpose. I get to help other addicts every day. You know, I get to believe in them and I get to be um, somebody that they can trust and all of that. And these are things that I always, always wanted, but I had to put forth the effort. I had to put forth um, some work, you know, I had to humble myself. All of it was humbling. Um, and so to me, it's just something that I know in my heart of heart, that it's a daily thing that I have to work towards, you know, um, there's a daily routine that I have, how to start my day, how to be prepared for the day ahead of me, um, and everybody's routine may be a little different, but I know what works for me, and it's worked for me this far, so I'm not going to continue, or I'm not going to not do that um, in order for me to be able to conquer today and be able to conquer the days ahead. Um, sometimes I have to add to that routine. Sometimes I have to take away. Um, but these are things that have worked for me. Going to the rooms, fellowship, um, 
uh, really getting out my comfort zone. Um, just there's so many different things. And that's what recovery has taught me. That's what this process has taught me, that I can be the woman that I was intended to be. And that's a beautiful thing, because for so long, for so long, I didn't believe that about myself, you know, um, not at all, not even in the slightest. Uh, when I went to Sabre Living, I had nothing, you know, like I said, I didn't even know what it was, but I went there and I found some friendships. I found some other people that were going through the same things that I was going through. And that was remarkable. Um, being able to talk and not being unique anymore, being allowed to um, allow people in to what I was going through because I didn't think that anybody understood. Um, being able to work steps with my sponsor and have the most intimate relationship, um, laying it all out there as if I was naked in front of her, you know, and her just looking at me and saying, Katie, is that it? And I was like, what do you mean, is that it? You right. know, I mean, that was like some deep stuff, you know, but it was an unconditional love. It was like, you're not alone. And um, to me, that's surreal. Um, that in itself is evidence that this program is beautiful. If you allow it, if you accept it. Um, and like I said, for me, it took a long time for me to accept it. Um, it took me a long time to accept, accept I had a problem. Um, but once I did, and once I took the gloves off and stopped fighting it, um, things have continued to work out. Um, and I used to hear when I was a newcomer, which I still, you know, have a, a couple years under my belt, but, you know, I still don't ever want to, um, you know, make myself think that I'm anywhere close to where I want to be. So I don't want that to come off cocky by any means. But I know whenever I first came in the rooms, I kept hearing people say, don't leave before the next miracle happens. And I didn't because even if it wasn't a great day, or even if, you know, I, I was emotionally sick because I couldn't see my kids or they were crying for me or whatever, and the mess I had made, I didn't give up. I continued to put one foot in front of the other, literally, because I was walking too at the time. <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, I put one foot in front of the other and things have worked out, you know. Um, I can see beauty in the despair, my perspectives have changed, my perceptions, my insights, um, my insides. Um, and that's because of the process. Um, that's because I don't go ahead. Yeah. So Katie, we have, uh, uh, we're going to wrap up, but before we do, I want to hear your thoughts on, there's a question we asked all of our guests on the anonymous podcast. And that is, if you could talk to you, Katie D, soon to be B, but this would have been Katie D, um, with one day clean or one week clean, uh, new to NA, new to the process of recovery, what would you want her to know today? Don't give up. It gets better. Um, don't give in. It, it, it'll get better. It might get worse for a little while, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. If you continue to just keep on keeping on. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. We encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.